I'm Ant. And I'm Ian. And this is Two Brick Gamers. Yes, it is. Welcome back. It has been six months? Pretty much. Yeah, excellent. And we know you've all missed us, obviously. Yeah, we decided to play a lot more games so we could talk about games in the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to say there was a real excuse for why we haven't done one for six months, but it is purely down to laziness and just generally playing games. La- laziness and logistics. We didn't think, or I didn't think, that the other version sounded great with calling Ian on a phone. That's true. You, 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 you don't get the full impact of me, which people have been calling out for. Yes. This is what the fans have desired. So <laughs> Here we are, back in the same room, because we're allowed to do this. Boris has given us the go-ahead. Well, I mean, he hasn't, like, personally called us. And no, he has. I got a letter. Oh, really? Yeah. Excellent. I hope you burned it. I didn't know he could write. Well, I, I think it was a minion that did it. <laughs> but anyway, we I don't... think it was one of Hancock's last things that he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that was his aid. Oh. There we go. Biting political satire. I am leaving that show. in. I am leaving that in. <laughs> so, yeah, we've played a lot of games over the last six months. We've, we've still been under lockdown. Yep. I mean, do you class that we're still in a lockdown? I mean, but there are still lockdown restrictions, so technically we are still in a lockdown. Some people don't seem to realise there are lockdown restrictions, but that doesn't mean it's not on. No. I mean, we're still wearing a mask out in public, so... Yeah, but, th- you know, that's because people demand it for other you, you know when someone listens back to this in a couple of years' time and goes, what were they on about masks? And no one remembers this happened. And- I, I kind of hope in two years' time there will still be people who are alive... That, that kind of went through this pandemic. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of hoping in two years' time someone will still be listening to this podcast. I mean, us, probably. Yeah. Just coming back over the memories. And this cat of yours is currently trying to get my attention. Yes, you may get, you may hear one of our cats. Or one of our cats? One of my cats today. Um, <laughs> I'm not she, claiming ownership uh, of your cats. Well, you look after her when I go away. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my cats is around and you may hear a meow in the background. So apologies if you don't like cats, because I do. Moving swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> so, we kind of left the last episode on a, we were waiting for you to get an Xbox. Yes. And since the last episode, we have both got an Xbox. Yes, I know, I, I, know I got the Xbox Series S. Indeed. Before the last episode, although I'd only owned it for about 24 hours and played like two minutes of one game. Um, but I've since brought an Xbox 360 for my collection of games. So I brought a new Xbox. Yeah. He's, he's actually regressing. It's, it's quite weird to see. Yeah, he, he bought a Series S. Thought, no, no, no. I, I want to go back at least ten years. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed the inconvenience. I, I had to. I had a craving to play Guitar Hero, so I got an Xbox 360 and a couple of copies of Guitar Hero to play. And I've not actually played it yet. <laughs> Fantastic. And how long has that been? Uh, about a month. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> The guitar is gathering dust to the back of the room, which was your guitar. It's, it's it's good to see that, you know, some things don't change. Oh, I, I just have so many games to play. I've just brought myself a, uh, a Raspberry Pi, which I'm setting up as a retro system. And um, You got yeah. your Dreamcast? Yeah, I got the Dreamcast. And a Saturn? And a Sega Saturn. No 32X, though, yeah? No, no, no. 32X. No, we, we shall wait with bated breath on that one. If I find a 32X, <laughs> I will add it to the collection. I want to hear your, your Knuckles Chaotix review. Well, between the 32X and Knuckles Chaotix, it's going to cost me a small fortune. <laughs> I may as well just buy my CDI and the Zelda games. I, I genuinely can't think of another game on the 32X. <laughs> there was a 32X version of Virtual Racer. Oh, okay. Um, there's a 32X version of... Um, there's a couple of the FMV games. I'm pretty oh, like sure Night there's a, Trap. I'm sure there's a Night Trap, and I'm sure there's a Sewer Shark. 
and I think there is a Sonic game on there as well. Is it oh, Sonic it's, it's 3D? Sonic 3D Blast. Yeah, something like that. So um, I, I know there was one on the Mega Drive, and they also did a version on the Saturn. I wasn't aware if there was a 32X I'm going on the idea of, I'm pretty sure an uncle of mine had a 32X back in the day, and that's why I vaguely remember some of the games that are on it. Fair enough. So I may have played one once a long time ago, but I know I never had one. I had the Mega Drive, Mega CD, but never the 32X. I just remembered you could make that ultimate tower of the Mega CD, the Mega Drive, the Mega 32X, then the Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles, top. then Sonic 3 on top, yeah. then a Game Genie. And yeah, it's just... You, you could build your own bizarre Sega Tower of Babel. I did see something similar the other day with a, uh, a GameCube. The amount of add-ons you can actually add onto a GameCube, like its own per- a portable monitor, and then the thing underneath that could play Game Boy games, yes. and then its own battery pack so you could take it out on the move, <laughs> and there was a modem you could add on it, and then the memory cards out the front, and there was like about 12 add-ons you could add on that. I mean, it was designed like a lunchbox with a handle on the back. Yes, take yeah, it around, was. So, yeah. I, I took my out the other day. It's, uh, it's now on a shelf. In front of us, the, the GameCube and the Mega Drive and Mega CD have now made its uh, made their appearance in the den. Fantastic! But so, we're not here to talk about the old systems. No, it's which we have done for the last seven new. minutes. We're here to talk about the new. <laughs> We've now had a chance to do an in-depth playthrough of the Xboxes. I mean, I, I have spent at least two hours on mine. Well done. And well done. You've had one that you've played considerably more than I have. Indeed, yes, and I've watched a lot of football on it as well, because unlike the PS5, it actually has BBC iPlayer, which is one useful thing. Yes, we, we, we both have worked out this. While, while Euro 2020 has been on over the summer, we have both worked out that if you want to watch the games on the BBC and use a console for it, you can't use the PlayStation 5. I could use my PS4, or I could use my Xbox Series S. So my Series S has been my TV screen while I've been playing games on the PlayStation. Indeed, and for those, for those of you listening in the future confused by the dating, it is called Euro 2020, but it is the middle of 2021 right now. They just yes. didn't want to pay to change any of the signs. Yeah, pandemic football at its best. Nice. So yeah, we've both had a chance to have a go properly on them. We'll start off with what my biggest controversy was of the the version that I brought. One of many controversies. Um, no, I... <laughs> We'll go. So I've got the Series S. Ian has the Series X. So he's paid the more money. He's got the bigger hard drive. He's got the better graphics capabilities. Um, at the box, his is bigger and heavy. Mine's oh, small and heavy. It weighs the same as the Moon. Yes. yes. I mean, mine's mine's a heavy unit. It's, for the size of it, it just weighs like four versions of the Beast from Game of Thrones in one small box. <laughs> That's a hell of an analogy. Yeah, I, I just couldn't think of anything <laughs> heavy, and that was the first thing that came to mind. I don't know why. I've watched Game of Thrones hmm. in a while, but heavy objects. What's, what's the first thing? The, the, the beast from no four of the beast from Game. There, there we go. That, that, that's four my go-to them. for heaviness weighting. It's... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like how I've many become... beasts does this weigh? <laughs> I feel like I've gone into a sort of um, little Alex Horn version of weighing. <laughs> No, no, we, we don't want imperial or metric. We, we, we weigh by beasts. <laughs> we measure in lily pads and we weigh by beasts. So anyway, we have a new biggest controversy for you now with your beast measurement, but what was your second biggest controversy? <laughs> um, the controller. Right. Now, I, I'm still going to... Now, I, I, I reach over 
and I pull out my second Xbox controller. I have purchased the second one. We've both gone for a lime green one. We have indeed. And still, the D-pad makes the clicky noises. But I, I will say, because everyone who listened to the podcast before, I say everyone, but people that listen to the podcast before, I'll tell you the you controller. Are. It's not so bad controller. I just prefer the PlayStation 1. That noise annoys me. Whereas you don't find it annoying. No, I, I quite like the clicky feedback. I, I've always enjoyed that kind of stuff. But I, I think your summary's right. It's a good controller, but it's not as good as the DualSense. I think the, the one thing we both do agree on is the horrible grip pattern on the back <laughs> of the controller. Yes. Is just horrible. The, the, the one it that's really there just feels cheap. paper your fingers down. Yeah. Well, one of the things I have done since we did the last podcast is I have gone and held a... Um, well, I've brought a 360, so I've now got a couple of 360 controllers, which don't have the same grip pad, and also an Xbox One controller. I've gone and touched one of them just to make sure that I wasn't going crazy. He's, he's not held it, he's touched it. Yes, I, I, I felt it. And that doesn't have it as well. I don't get the, the I don't get the reasoning behind it. It doesn't make sense. It's not very comfortable. But other than that, yes, it's a nice controller, and it's absolutely fine in comparison to, say, a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One controller. Mm. But the PS5 controller is just a massive step up Yeah, with what it's what it can do. Yeah, the, the, the PS5 controller, the DualSense, feels next-gen, whereas the, the Xbox One just feels like a continuation of the previous generation. And like you said, again, it's not saying it's a bad controller. It's a good controller, I mean, but one it, of the it things, doesn't hit those heights. One of the things we, we wanted to find out when we had the chance to have the other controller. Now, obviously, I've I've not been to your house, so I've not seen your controller in person. But you've said that they are identical other than being one's black and one's white. There is no, there's no difference between the S and the X controller. We've both brought a separate one from Microsoft separately and got the green ones, and they are the same as well. So I'm not disappointed by the controller because it's a nice controller. To me, it's the best Xbox controller I've had, having had 360s and xbox ones and then this it's the best controller i've had for response and gameplay and it's slightly smaller than the others i just don't like the grip on the back and i don't like the clicky noise yeah and whereas i'm, I'm almost identical but i like the clicky noise yeah. i've always been a fan of a clicky controller there you go we're, we're impartial for our xbox fan rob <laughs> for our one xbox yeah for our one <laughs> xbox fan you're not coming to this podcast because you're an xbox fan are you it's it's you know it's playstation nintendo over here but we we are in depth and we are impartial and yes <laughs> we are in depth we are impartial but we're also heavily biased so we've got the control and we both agree that there's something we don't like on it and we we disagree about the the d-pad it's not game ending if you're wearing a headset then you don't notice it that much anyway because you, you, you're you playing along and you've got the sound coming through the game. So, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I don't hate it as much as I did. I've got used to it because I've used it more. But to me, it's still a, a downside. Eh, I'm, I'm not sure I'd call it a downside. It, it's If you compare it to a PlayStation 5 controller, yes, it's not as good as a PlayStation 5 controller, but does it ruin the experience? Ooh, no. PlayStation 5 controller. <laughs> can't hear it. It's silent. Plus, you're also not pressing anything. Just oh, well, I was. It. I, I was. I was <laughs> pressing the button. Oh, I can hear that. Well, yeah, it's because I'm pressing it and making it. Yeah, it's, I, still not, it's still not. <laughs> if I'm pressing both at the same time, yeah. there's only one you can hear. That's fair. But I, I, I'm not going to agree and say that the controller's a downside. I think the controller is absolutely fine. It does what it needs to do. 
It's just, it's not as good as the DualSense. But I'm not going to say don't buy an Xbox because of that. Oh, no. I mean, I, I'm sorry, hey, I, I brought the Xbox. I was the first yeah. one of us to have it. So, <laughs> I mean, you copied me in that respect. I, even though I brought the controller, said it was naff, and then you brought one still anyway. So, so yeah, that's the controller out of the way and done. Yeah. The other one we have brought, the other peripheral we have brought for it, is the headset. Indeed. And, again, we, we both own the PlayStation 3D headset that you can get. Yeah. And we both love that. That sounds great, especially if you're using games that have been designed to use the sound, like uh, the Resident Evil game, uh, which we'll go into later. Cause that's... Demon Souls did it very well. Yeah, but... there are games that have done it very well, even to the extent of something like um, Apex Legends that we play quite a bit of. And Cat, stop scratching the sofa. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Even to the extent of something like Apex Legends using the the, the 3D sound. To yes, you can hear where shots are coming from, yeah. footsteps, that kind of thing. And that works very well. The Xbox One, I guess you're going to be able to sell this better because I've mm-hmm. only used this on Sea of Thieves. And it was nice. I mean, you, you got the 3D sound effect yeah. from the headset. Um, but yeah, you've used the headset quite a bit and on more games than I have. Yes, yes, I have. In particular, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. That is a game where essentially there are voices in your head that are constantly chattering away and almost kind of commenting on what you're doing. Some of them are trying to give you advice, some of them are trying to talk about doing stuff, but when you have that 3D headset on, it's like they are just sat around you and talking to you. It is absolutely phenomenal. In terms of like the effect of the 3D sound, it's most definitely on par with the Pulse 3D. Out of the two headsets... I honestly can't pick a favourite. They're both, in my eyes, absolutely fantastic. The the only thing that annoys me with the Xbox One is trying to figure out which uh, which side of my head to turn to get the volume to work. But once I figure that out, no problem. And the the actual use of it, that the sound quality, the as far as I can tell, the microphone when I'm talking to you lot, all absolutely top notch. No problem at all. Yeah, we we have issues with some of the headsets. Oh, I say we do. I do. We've got a friend that we play an Xbox with quite a lot. And he's got a third-party headset, or he did have a third-party headset, he's now got the Xbox One as well. And I struggle to hit, because he uses the same third-party headset on the PlayStation and the Xbox. And on the PlayStation, I can hear him absolutely fine. But when he uses that headset on the Xbox, he becomes very, very quiet. Whereas the other day, when we were all on Sea of Thieves and we were all using that new headset, absolutely fine, not a sound problem in the world. Harley! (laughs) Harley! Just attacking the friend's box. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a cat that likes boxes and she wants to get in the Lego boxes. Yeah, so he uses the same headset on both consoles and it wasn't great quality microphone, I don't think. He was always very quiet. I know you found him quiet, but no one is the extent I thought I did. Yeah, and actually I found you quieter than he was when when you weren't using the current headset. Yeah, I I, I just think the for both systems the the console made headset is the best choice. Yes. Cuz I've got a my third party headset is a Razer one. And to me it feels nice and it, the the sound quality is good, but obviously you can't really hear yourself back. And using that on the Xbox you were saying I was very quiet on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was times where I just had to get you to repeat yourself because I could not hear you yeah. over the game. Um, but using the Xbox One the other day, and as the, with the numerous times we've used the PlayStation ones, we've never had a problem. So yeah, the, the headset is nice. They are pricey. 
But I'm going to say it's very much worth the cost. I'd say for the features that you get on the Xbox wireless headset, you would normally pay twice the cost for an equivalent. Yeah. So pricey, yes, but for what it is, it's cheap. Yeah, it's very good. They're, they're both nice headsets. They're both comfy. They both do everything you want. I, I would quite happily recommend both headsets. Yep. The cat's so, come back again. She has, yes. Yes. She's just nosy and she wants to know about games. <laughs> She's come to the wrong place. <laughs> So, we'll go to the console. Looks-wise of the console, I've already said about the Series S, it looks like an Xbox One S, apart from the grill on the top is black now instead of white. I mean, it, it looks like a speaker. I'm, I'm looking at it now. It looks like it should be hooked up to a radio or something. Yeah, it does look like a little speaker. There's um, me dating myself by saying you took it up to a radio. A radio. Wow, okay. Yes. And my gramophone whilst I'm at it, why not? <laughs> nice little console. Nice and tidy, very little hanging off it. I guess that's what? something. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Is there something hanging off your? What's going on here? I don't know. It's. I mean, it's nice. I mean, it's a nice, clean design. <laughs> you know, the PlayStation's big and wavy and plastic bits in different angles going off okay, the place. Right. Where uh, the the Xbox is a nice, clean design for the S. Um, it, it, weighs it, an absolute straight lines, yeah, yeah. Weighs an absolute ton. Then with the X, so the, the, the X is essentially a large black monolith. Uh, it weighs, as I said, about the same as the moon currently weighs. Before somebody drops an Xbox on it and shatters it in half. In terms of the design, yeah, it's you know it's just all very clean, straight lines. It's a big block essentially with, with a disc slot on the front. One thing that I will say against it, because it really annoyed me because of how all the marketing made it look, when you look at uh, the, the pictures they show of the top of the Series X, and it has this weird like green glow on it, which I thought, fantastic. I'm going to switch it on, it's going to be a big green glow, it'll light up the wall behind it. Uh, no. No, no, it doesn't. What's actually happened is there's some circles in the top, and they've painted the insides of the circles green. Yeah. As Yeah. As, oh, I thought, you know, great. Lovely. It's going to light up the wall, it's going to look fantastic. No. No, there's, there's no glow. There's a fan in there, and they've painted the insides of the circles green. But, you know, I can, other than that, I'm not going to say anything against the design. It's it's clean, simple lines. It doesn't really stand out really much. I mean, you can see why they've designed a fridge after it. I, I think the, the one thing we can take from every console that we've ever had is I've never brought a console because of the look of the physical this console is, This itself. is very true. This is very true. But, uh, yeah, no, nothing bad to say about the design other than that whole misleading thing about the green glow on the top. I was really looking forward to that. Hey, I, I can understand why. I, cause I would have taken the same thing, that it had some kind of LED light in it. Yeah. Um, even if it had been like the fan in the top with an LED... I mean, it's not exactly like LED fans are that much more expensive these no, days than normal no. fans. But oh well. I mean, like you say, we don't buy it for the looks. No. I've, no, I've bought it for weight training, but I've not bought it for the looks. <laughs> no, we brought it for what it can do. Exactly. So, Ian, what can it do? It can play games, Ant. Wonderful. Right. <laughs> Insightful. <laughs> Let's move on to the PlayStation. <laughs> no, no. It's, it, it is... To be fair, it is an impressive piece of kit. One thing that I actually really do enjoy is the way you can drop straight back into games. So I, I can be playing a game, stop playing it, go do something else, say, whether it's using like the Sky app to watch some TV or play a different game altogether. Go back to that original game, 
think for a second and just drops me straight back in where I was. I don't have to load anything back in at yeah. all. I can just continue straight off. It that is, is impressive. A great feature. They, they've both got their, their plus points on the speeds on both the consoles, but the, the Xbox is very impressive on how quick it can load back into a game. That So you can play a game on the Xbox and unplug it, take it away, go somewhere else, take it on holiday with you, come back a couple of weeks later, plug the Xbox back in, and the speed it gets back to where you were. I just love this visual that you've unplugged the Xbox, you've taken it on holiday with you, you've not used it, no, but it's no. come on holiday, it's yeah. part of the family, you know, it's gone to the beach with you, Yeah, it has it has its own seat down the pub, it comes back, it's had a good time, you know, it, it, it's happy, it's chilled. I used it as Let's a bucket to, uh, to, for, for my sandcastle. <laughs> I, so, did, I just wanted to give the idea that it wasn't. I was just turning it off and then turning it back on again. No, but, but you were was, taking it on holiday. You know, yeah. it, it deserves it, man. It's worked hard. Mine hasn't. <laughs> Mine's just been using a very expensive BBC iPlayer for the last three weeks. Oh, so yeah, so you come back from holiday. Yes. The, the, the Xbox has unpacked its suitcase. It's ready to work again. What happens? Uh... <laughs> It's quicker at loading than I am. Evidently, evidently. It loads back up really quickly. It, it, it's super quick. There are some games where it feels like it is literally a blink of an eye and you're back in the game where you were before. To say that we were expecting the PlayStation to seem like the quick loading console, and mm. in some ways I guess it does. But yeah, the Xbox is very quick. It is very surprising, especially my version being the Series S. I wasn't expecting to be as good. Yeah. I've seen a a YouTuber that I, I watch who's done reviews on the consoles, and the S is as quick loading as the X, and in some cases the S was actually quicker than the X, hmm. which really surprised me. But yeah, I'm I'm very impressed with the speed of the the, the Xboxes, especially the S, for the amount you pay for the console. I mean, t- two hundred and fifty quid for next gen. That's, that's yeah. impressive. And I mean, I, I've not. Uh, we've got a friend that we we play with regularly, and you were quite happily, joyously telling me that the colour of the sea or the the style and the look of the sea and sea. I tell you what, feeds, that water's impressive, man. I, yes, okay, it is good. <laughs> I will say it. <laughs> we we, we cannot it. take anything away from that water and sea. No, it does look good. And the, um, when the sun's on it, beautiful. Oh yeah, the reflection. <laughs> on it. Um. Yeah, it does look good. I think with the next gen consoles, the, the thing that has surprised me the most is the uh, the Series S being as good as it is for the price you pay for it. Yep. The one downside I will say is the hard drive space, the five hundred gig hard drive, which turns into like three hundred and eighty gig. So once you've got a couple of like AAA games on there, you are starting to get to the point of your hard drives full. Now, this is one thing I I, I don't think I've spoken to you about this. I looked into external hard drives for the two consoles yep now so we know there's a slot in the playstation where you were going to be able to add a second hard drive in ourselves it won't be as fast but you will be able to add a second ssd in which will make the game loading quick at the moment i've gone out and brought a terabyte ssd a portable external one which i've added to the playstation so i'm now up to like 1800 gig and it's nice i mean i still run out of hard drive space and obviously the problem with an external drive is I can only put PS4 games on the external drive. Yep. I can transfer PS5 games to it, but you can't play the PS5 games from the hard drive, and I can only like space-saving move them and then move them back so I don't have to re-download them 
to be fair, I have just got to the point where I've I've got like a thousand gigs worth of PS4 <laughs> games on there, so I don't have room to transfer the PS5 games. So I did that, and I will eventually buy the internal drive because there's apparently going to be a large selection of internal drives that you can put in the console. Xbox, I could do the same thing, and I can have an external SSD on there, which is fine. At the moment, there is a little slot on the back of your Xbox, and you've got the same slot where yep. you can import a one terabyte drive. There only exists one one terabyte drive made by Seagate, and it is two hundred pound for the one terabyte drive. That's expensive for an SSD. It makes the price of the console back to the same price as the bigger drive, or the the, the, the X anyway. Yep. In which point, I would have just brought the X. It just seems really not cost-effective to want to buy the internal drive for the Xbox. Yeah. I mean, on, on the plus side, it is an SSD that will let you play current-gen games on the Xbox, which is the current downside of the PS5 one. Yeah. Until they finally get around to updating that. That is true. But if I was going to spend £200 on an extra hard drive, I would have just brought the Series X to begin with. Uh, Series yeah. X to begin with. Uh, because I'd want the for the okay, I'm only doubling the size of the hard drive, so I'm getting an extra 500 gig. But I'd quite happily lose 500 gig to have the extra performance and the CD drive of the yeah. the X. So I do think it's it's a little bit on the pricey side. Oh, absolutely. In terms of that that that, that extra external drive or internal drive, whichever way you're doing it, it's you know, you like you say, it's 200 quid more. It's like 80 percent of the cost of the console yeah. being added on for extra space. M- moving on from storage things, how have you found the uh, the UI on your Xbox? Well, it's identical to the uh, Xbox One. And I didn't like it on the Xbox One, and I still don't <laughs> like it now. No, I, I am with you on that one. I'm not a huge fan of the Xbox UI. It's Admittedly, it's a lot smoother and faster than it was on my Xbox One. For that much, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but it's just a big cluttered mess. And I'm not a huge fan of it sticking adverts on my front page. Yeah, there's too many adverts. They're always trying to sell their wares more than what you've already got on the console. For me, prominently, you could have adverts and access to the shop on your main part. But you load into a PlayStation, and the first thing you've got is the last game you played. Hmm. And then you've got a list of games, and then you've got the little bit to the right, uh, sorry, little bits of left where your shop is. Yeah, you go to the shop and that's where it will sell everything to you. On the Xbox, it's like the last thing or the first thing it loads into is not the last game you played. I don't believe. No, no, it's it, an advert for something no, else. No, no, when, when it's uh, when it loads in, you have the the big square is the last thing you were in, whether that was watching TV or playing a game, and then along the side from that, it has everything you played for, similar to the PlayStation UI. Underneath that, you then have the My Games and Apps list, then random adverts, not just for Xbox stuff either. I've seen it advertising like Prime Video shows and stuff like that. It's yeah. that That's not what I'm here for. If I want to watch Amazon Prime, I'll go to Amazon Prime. I want front and centre. The big thing that your cursor lands on is My Games and Apps. That should be the big, big, big thing at the top of the screen. Well, for, for me, the, the My Games and Apps is similar to the library one on PS5, and that's all the way over to the right. And oh, it is. I, 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 I don't particularly I don't need see, to see that. What I don't see at the top of the screen, there isn't a list of the games that, are, you know, like on the PlayStation, we've got the last 10 games that we played. And that isn't there. It, it has, I think, like the last three or four that you've played. But it's not at the top of the screen, is it? Well, it's, it's kind of like 
it's the big thing in the middle. So you, you have like the big square is the last game you've played, and then just coming off the side of that are the ones before. So it's, you've it, you've looked at this more than I. Enough. Yeah, I clearly have, mate. I clearly have. I know. Well, I I know. Like so, on mine, the last few times I've used it, because the last app I've used has either been the ITV player or the BBC iPlayer app. Um, no, not the uh, not the ITV one. Sorry, it's the Sky app. So I've used those two apps to be able to watch the football, and I know that's not. I know that's not what my cursor lands on. Ah. I know I have to move like two or three spaces away to get to that being the last thing that I used. That's unusual. Yeah, my, mine goes straight to the last thing that I used. Inferior well. S. <laughs> but that's why I paid the extra two hundred quid. Well, there you go. There you go. You, you've paid your money. You've got the uh, the bonus. I just. I can't say I've ever played an Xbox that I like the dashboard on. Uh, very original Xbox 360 when it had the blades. That was a great dashboard. I don't think I had. It's uh, yeah. My, I've brought the 360 I've just brought is the Elite 360. Mm-hmm. But that's got an updated dashboard on as well, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it, not it, the original dashboard. Well, even if you bought the oldest Xbox 360, it would just straight away do a software update and you'd have the newest dashboard. Yeah. But since the Xbox One... I've not been a fan of the dashboard of the Xbox. Yeah. Before that, absolutely fine. It was nice, clean, simple. Now it's it's kind of like they went, you know what, everyone really hated the Windows phone. Let's stick it on an Xbox and people can be forced to use it there. But, you know, the, the, the UI is only a small part of the experience in the end. So, Isn't games. the UI based on like the Windows 8 UI that everyone hated as well? Everyone's favourite UI on Windows 8, yeah. yeah. It, it seems to be. But... Um, yeah, as I said, it's only that the UI is only a small part of the experience, and what yeah. should really matter is the games. Yeah. So, speaking of games, what game have you played on your Xbox? <laughs> what have I played? I've gone back and I've played quite a bit of uh, Forza Horizon Four. Yeah. Which again looks great on the console. It looked great on the 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 One S. Looks great on the Series S. I that's a game I like a lot of. I just I'm waiting for the new Gran Turismo. But I, I've said this for a while. Or what one game in genre that plays better on Xbox than it does PlayStation are racing games for me. Yeah. I think Forza over, over the last few years has been above and beyond any kind of racing game that has been on the PlayStation. I mean, if you're talking about racing games on the PlayStation, we're talking what Gran Turismo Sport, uh, Drive Club, Project uh, Cars. Project Cars. I mean, that they're all very simulation. Yeah. Which, to be fair, the mainline Forza series is as well. But they also then throw in Forza Horizon but in between even, each one. Even if you compare, for, yeah. uh, like, Forza 7 is the latest one? I'm Quite right? possibly, yes. Yeah, so whichever the latest Forza was and the latest Gran Turismo. Play the two of them. I think Forza is a better game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Forza, the, what, the, graphically, they, they look about the same. Yeah. But I just think the gameplay and the response and the controls is better on the Xbox than it is the PlayStation. I've, I've, My, I think... Our friend Rob is going to love me saying this. He's going to absolutely wind me up for saying this. But yeah, I genuinely feel racing games on the Xbox have been better for the last couple of consoles than they have the PlayStation. Yeah, and I, I don't think uh, Polyphonic really helped themselves much with... Gran Turismo Sport going the same way as like Street Fighter Five did, where you pay your money and you have a bare bones game, which they just had to over time. I think had they released a full Gran Turismo game with full career mode, online options, as they had with every other Gran Turismo game up till then, yeah. people would have received it far, far better. And I'm kind of hoping that's what's going to happen with the next Gran Turismo, which is going to be a full game 
with, you know, if you want to download tracks later on, you can download tracks later on. But again, I agree with you. I think in terms of quality, Forza has been a better driving series. In fact, yeah, in, in general, the Xbox has got the better driving games. I, I don't think the PlayStation has been above on the driving game since probably the PS2. Yeah, I think for me, Gran Turismo 3 was the high, was like yeah. the high of that series. But uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll see a return to form next. Well, year. hopefully, fingers crossed. But yeah, the so the, the racing games are primarily what I'll use an Xbox for that and Sea of Thieves. I played a bit of Medium, and I can't remember. Did, I, did we cover this in the last podcast? Um, I think oh, you... No, because no, I got it on download for the last podcast. So yes. A couple of days after I recorded the last podcast, I went on uh, Medium, the Medium, whatever it's called. Okay. And um, I found, because th- this was the big Xbox exclusive at the time of the console coming out... I'm not sure if it was ever touted as the big Xbox exclusive, well, but it, it was, was the, the only Xbox well, yeah, exclusive. Exactly. <laughs> so this was, yeah, the Xbox exclusive that they had that PlayStation didn't when it came out. Although I believe it is now coming out on the PlayStation. It is it's now coming out on the PlayStation, the PlayStation, yeah. And it was that whole being able to have uh, cut between two worlds, like our world and the dark, monstrous... The spirit world, world That's yep. the one. <laughs> and... I didn't think it worked as well as it was made out in the trailers, and I got so far in, had a jump scare and stopped playing it. I'll, I'll be quite <laughs> honest about that. I was, uh, I was probably an hour and a half, two hours in, and that was probably a slow two hours in. I'll probably tell you we got to the same place in about twenty minutes. Um, I think I know the bit you're talking about. It's when you were looking through uh, a thing on a door into a bathroom, maybe. Yeah, you. Um, yeah, I think it was a bathroom because you looked looked round and then something looked back at you, and we we were all on lunch, we were all chatting at the same time, and I I about pooped myself, <laughs> turned the Xbox off and went on something on the PlayStation. We, we did hear this high pitched scream come through there yes. uh, through the headset. Although I, it was quite quiet because he was using his old headset at the time. So it wasn't yes, bad. it wasn't that bad for them, but uh, yeah, I so I I played that, wasn't massively impressed. Um, I don't think you were that impressed with it either. I was impressed with. In terms, you know, mechanically, in terms of what it did, you know, the the whole being able to have the real world and the spirit world side by side, and you know, kind of doing things in one to affect the other. I mean, other games have done it before, but I think that the fact that it was able to run these two things side by side is something that you wouldn't have been able to do before this generation of consoles. It did quite well, you know, starting off building up a bit of an atmosphere, but. My my problem with it was that I just didn't find it scary, which is really disappointing because these are the same guys who made Layers of Fear, which was a really good horror game. And they also now appear to be having a deal with Konami, which makes me slightly concerned they're going to make a Silent Hill game. And if they do, I want it to be scary, please. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not one for the jump scares, although, yes, we'll cover Resident Evil Village later, which I have played, surprisingly. <laughs> and... Yeah, I, I I did the jump scare, but other than that, it wasn't necessarily scary. There's a whole bit where, where when you start the game and you go into a funeral home, and that was in theory meant to be scary, but I didn't find it very scary that bit. It, it was starting to build an atmosphere, and then you left the funeral home and never came back. So, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and um, the one thing, and this is nothing to do with the horror aspects of the game, the character walks so slowly <laughs> oh my god and then there's a run it's not, it's which, not is a run. Just, which is yeah. just the same speed as the walk it's just the character's animation on the screen seems to speed up she doesn't know. go anywhere any faster it's 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 
It, it is a little bit faster. It's that difference between when you're walking and when you're walking needing the toilet. If you've ever played Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, <laughs> you yes. walk slowly in that, and there's a run in that which really doesn't speed you up any faster. This is the same as that. It was very slow, but I enjoyed Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, whereas I wasn't <laughs> enjoying this. There's a bit, just when you get to the... the it's a holiday park, isn't it? The first major place you go to. Uh, yeah, it's it's a massive hotel. Yeah, and just a bit when I was exploring the car park and you had to go from one end of the car park to the other and it felt like it took 20 minutes to get there. And, oh, no, I just didn't want <laughs> No, so, uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Won't recommend it to anyone. I won't get it on the PlayStation until it becomes a, like a PS Plus free game. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean... I, I'm going to be honest. I I don't use my Xbox that much. You know I don't. Um, yeah. When we have our, our our pirate nights, I play Sea of Thieves. I do go to it for Horizon. It has been used a lot as a TV player over the last three or four weeks with the football. Uh, my wife uses when we're sat in the den. I will play the PlayStation on the big screen. She will use the Xbox to watch TV sat next to me. So it gets used a lot as a media streamer, which is great. I've got games I want to play on it. But I've been waiting a long time for them to come out. Yeah. I, I talked about this on the last time we talked about Xbox. I've got 12 minutes that I want to play. We are so close to it coming out now. It's August. And it will come out. And there will be a review of that. Because I really want to play it. I really like the idea of it. And with the E3 announcements that came out a few weeks ago, Microsoft's Flight Sim, I want to play. Yep. I, I'm someone that's never gone to the point. I'm not a PC gamer, so I don't have the big expensive PC that can play it great. But... I do want to play it. I do like the idea of it. It looks fab. And yeah, I just want to play it on the Xbox. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's already on pre-download. I, I will be quite honest. I know you've played a lot more on the Xbox. So this is more of a review for you. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm I letting just, you have your moment here. Yeah, I, I just... I, I haven't played a lot on it. Um, I've got games I will get around to playing on there. <laughs> I will go back to Alien Isolation. How far I'll get in that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then there's oh Call of the Sea. I've got downloaded that I want to play because that's that intrigues me. And um, there's a spaceshipy one, like Fallout game, but it's spaceshipy. Oh, Starfield. No. That, okay. Oh, Outer Worlds. Yes, that's <clears> the one. <throat> I will get around to playing that eventually. The Outer Worlds. Yeah, they're, they're the games I want to play, but again, I, I've gone on the so with PlayStation I will go out and buy games when they come out, whereas Xbox I don't buy games for it, I literally only use Game Pass. To be fair, I think that's probably the experience of most people that have an Xbox, is that they're, they're mainly using it for Game Pass. Yeah. You, you won't find many people who are buying the games, unless there's some rare physical edition that they want for it. But it goes back to a talk we've had before where Game Pass is a very, very good feature on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, New stuff goes on there straight away, whereas the PlayStation equivalent of PlayStation now doesn't. I mean, they're yeah. literally only just putting Red Dead Redemption 2 on there now, which has been out, what, two years? Yeah, yeah, two yeah. years. So the new stuff doesn't go on PS now, whereas it does go on P- uh, Game Pass. And that, for me, is it is the big selling point of the Xbox. It's just I, I have the ability to play games straight away. And if there's a game that I would on Monaro and that's on both consoles, I get to play it on Game Pass, see whether I'll like it, and then could buy it on PlayStation if I want. <laughs> or, or we'll just complete it on Game Pass and never go back to it again. Yeah, which makes far more sense. <laughs> well, it, it's not like the Alien Isolation one. I, I wanted to play it for years having having the PlayStation. It goes down to like five ninety nine all the time in a sale on the PlayStation. I never brought it because I know I won't complete it. Yeah. But at least on the Xbox, I... I 
played it and got to be able to play a bit of it to know how good the game was before getting to a point where, oh no, I've just <laughs> cacked myself and I've stopped playing. At least I've got to play. You've got a cat to sleep behind you now. Yeah, yeah, I've been wary of her this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> She's comfy. It's nice. So yeah, tell us about the games you've been playing on the Xbox, seeing as you've actually played your Xbox. <laughs> yeah, seeing as I have actually used it. Um, well, one I'll only cover briefly, because I don't want to spoil it for you, is I have actually played Call of the Sea and finished it. Uh, very much a Lovecraftian puzzle game set on an island. Very good. Really good puzzles. Enjoyed my time with it. Not the longest game, but it was one that I kind of sat down and played from start to finish. So yeah, you'll you'll enjoy that one. Obviously, with a bit of a lack of any real new exclusives on the Xbox, I've mainly been playing old stuff on the Game Pass. So, for example, as I mentioned earlier on, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Really, really excellent game. Very much third-person action fighty style game, which focuses so much more on character than it does on the action. So that the, the premise is that um, you're this girl, Senua, I think she's from the Orkneys. She has lost her lover slash husband. I'm not entirely sure on on that mark. Uh, and she's decided to travel essentially to the underworld to bring him back. Uh, the underworld at this point just looking like a regular island that you would see off the coast of Norway somewhere. And she has this thing where there are a large number of voices in her head, which switch from giving you advice to discouraging you to arguing with each other. I don't know why they're there. I, I don't know why she has these voices, but it's incredibly well done. And seeing like you know flashbacks to her story, you can kind of see it's a possible result of trauma. She's had a fairly horrific life up to this point, but it's one of those games that it initially seems quite tough. It has like a, a similar, well, I say similar. It's if you die, it's not quite Dark Souls-ish in that you die, you go back, and you have to do it all again. If you die, you have this weird kind of corruption on your arm that more as you keep dying, it will eventually grow up your arm to your head and then kill you entirely, and you have to start the game again. And what's quite nice is as you finish each area, that arm then gets reset. So it, it's not a case of you have so many times you can die in the game and then you have to start again. But it, you know it does kind of have a punishment there for if you're not careful. Uh, the combat in it's done quite well. I actually seem to be quite good at parrying in it, which means that they've made parrying exceptionally easy because normally I'm <laughs> nowhere, anywhere near parrying in things like Dark Souls. It's quite satisfying combat as well. It's um, it, it's very much a case of you're not this overpowered hero. You're one person fighting sometimes multiple people and the last thing you want to do is to have more than one of them in front of you at once. So you have to think quite tactically about your positioning and that kind of stuff, but... Yeah, really excellent game. Highly recommend it to especially anyone that has a 3D headset because the, the sound in that game is tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, well, quite recently I've been playing A Plague Tale. So another fairly old game. I think it's about a couple of years now, mm. which I'd only had a cursory glance at before, but I then saw the trailer for the sequel in E3, and that looked really, really interesting. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. I had no real idea what to expect going into it. It is a game set in the mid-14th century in France during the Hundred Years' War. Uh, you play as a brother and sister whose family have been, let's say, 
horribly murdered by the Inquisition, and for some reason they're after your brother. Uh, at the same time you've got all this going on, there's also a horrendous plague of rats going on, to possibly an almost supernatural level, <laughs> in terms of what these rats are, in, in that they burrow out of the ground, they cause earthquakes, and they just swarm people. The, the game itself is, is very much a stealth game, so you are just trying to get from A to B without being seen and brutally murdered. And the game is very, very good at introducing mechanics as you go along. So there are a lot of ways you can do things, but it only introduces them one at a time so you can get used to them and figure out how to use these things in conjunction with each other. So one of the very earliest things it teaches you is the use of light and fire with the rats in that they are scared of fire and they will back away from it. And so you have to start thinking about how you can use that to clear paths or maybe even to get rid of enemies. So uh, your one weapon is a sling, so you throw rocks at things. And you can use that when you see guards walking around at night with their lanterns out to keep the rats away. You throw a rock at the lantern. The light goes out, the rats swarm them and just leave a skeleton in their wake. But yeah, it just keep, kind of keeps adding the complexity as you go along. So you end up getting things that, uh, things that can start fires, things that can draw rats to them. Like you have directional lights, you have to combine all these things together to clear paths for you or to take out enemies, and it's yeah, it's very, very well done, and I'm thoroughly enjoying the story at the moment. Uh, let's see, what else have I played on my Xbox? Would you like me to turn the Xbox on so you can have a look for a game pass? <laughs> God, what have I played on there? Oh, I remember now. Nice. <laughs> oh, I play Riz at the front. I, I, I'm going to take this back. I've just loaded up my Xbox. I play Riz at the top screen. But it, I do have to go for if I want the uh, Sky app, which was used last. It does tell me X, uh, the Game Pass and the store is in between the two, which I haven't been on recently. I see, that's weird, because Game Pass and store only appear there when I've used Game Pass or store. Yeah, I haven't been on the store or the Game Pass <laughs> recently. Literally, I used you for iPlayer last night to put the yeah. football on. So, yeah, I also played The Outer Wilds. So, not to be confused with The Outer Worlds... A annoyingly similarly named game on Xbox Game Pass. So the Outer Worlds, of course, being the one by Bethesda, by the same people who made Fallout... Well, actually, no, not by Bethesda, by Obsidian. Uh, the people who made Fallout New Vegas. Yes. Um, but the Outer Wilds is a completely different thing altogether, and I've got to admit, it's an absolutely fantastic game. It's um, So it's very much set on, like, in, in a kind of solar system full of very small planets. So each one you could probably run around in about 5-10 minutes. But essentially what you have to do, so the very start of the game is you getting your kind of spaceship ready and to go off into the atmosphere. And your spaceship is essentially made of wood and stuck together with PVA glue as far as I can tell. And the idea is that you're trying to... First of all, the first thing you want to do is explore. You're trying to explore, but you have a time limit because the star in the middle of the solar system is going supernova and at one point it will just explode kill everything and then time will rewind and put you back at the start again only this time you have knowledge of things that you didn't know before so you're essentially going around you're doing this exploration you're learning what you can as quickly as you can in the time you've got then it sends you back to the start and then you kind of go right i know this now i can now go and do this and go to different planets and the different planets will have their own like different designs, so there's one, for example, where it's kind of two planets near to each other, uh, orbiting each other. There's another one where it's a planet that's completely hollowed out, so you end up travelling to the centre of the planet and trying to take care not to fall into the middle of it. And again, it's just like this little sandbox for you to go and explore. 
it's got really good sound design. The music's great on it. I mean, one of the things you have to do is you're looking for these other explorers, and each explorer has their own little instrument. And you've got this little thing that, you, like a directional microphone, so you can point it at different planets, and you'll hear a different instrument being played depending on who's there. So basically, you can then go and find them. And like one of the big mysteries is that one of them has disappeared. And you point this thing at the planet you started on, and you can hear the music there, but no idea where this guy actually is. But yeah, it, it is a brilliant little game. And again, big recommendation for anyone who wants to try something a little bit different, bit puzzly, bit explorer-y. So it's a mix between uh, Majora's Mask, Link's Awakening, and No Man's Sky. Kind of, yes. Kind of. <laughs> Let's see, what else have I played? I have played Streets of Rage 4. Now, not necessarily a game that requires the power of the Xbox to play. No. But a nice little throwback to uh, the old Mega Drive days. Um Again, plays exactly as you would expect it to if you ever played a Streets Rage game before. For those of you who haven't, they're basically a side-scrolling beat-em-up where essentially you're going through a town that's been taken over by some kind of criminal organisation and you're just punching people until eventually they do what you say, which, you know, problem-solving. Or disappear and leave you an apple. Indeed. One of the the big things about Streets of Rage was the soundtrack back in the day on on the Mega Drive. It was like one of the best soundtracks of the time. And I'd say that the one on the current one probably doesn't live up to the standards of those originals, but you do have the option to switch on classic Streets of Rage music throughout the game. So if you do miss those uh, those old Streets of Rage tunes, you can just switch them back on and replace the current soundtrack with it. Yeah, I did I did play... I think I, I spent a lot of time with Streets of Rage 2 because my brother loved it mm-hmm. when we were kids growing up. And I, I have given Streets of Rage 4 a, a quick going over. I did the first couple of levels. And yeah, it's, it's exactly as you remember it as a kid, just cleaned up graphics and yeah, the soundtrack isn't as good, but it's not bad. It's not. It's it's a nice attempt to recreate an old game. Yes. Um, so I've also had a go, speaking of kind of like old style games, I've had a go at Ukulele and the Impossible Layer. So the very first Ukulele was a 3D platformer designed in similar aspect to Banjo-Kazooie in that a lot of the people that worked on it also worked on Ukulele wasn't massively well received it was a fairly competent 3d platform but the, the issue people had was with the camera which as i understand has since been resolved but i've not had a chance to go play the original yet the sequel in an unusual step for a sequel has gone from 3d to 2d so the graphics are still three-dimensional but the gameplay itself is 2d except when you're in between levels and running between worlds again in the same way that uh, ukulele was emulating banjo kazooie uh, this is more of an emulation of the classic Donkey Kong Country games. So if you if you were a fan of those on the snares, that this will very much scratch that itch for you. Again, really good game, great platforming mechanics, and those collectibles that uh, all Donkey Kong fans would miss if they weren't there. I love the way you just keep looking at my yeah, game pass I'll, to I'll, see I'll, what... I'm just looking at yours for inspiration to see what I'm trying to remember what else I've played. <laughs> so I've played loads of little games. If anyone wants an idea, so this is what's currently on my xbox downloader so i have alien isolation call of the sea truck racing simulator nice uh final fantasy 7 the original original version final fantasy 9 8 8 sorry final <laughs> fantasy 8 i can't see that properly from here to, 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 to be fair when, when um when you were first looking at it you're asking me if there was a final fantasy 7 remastered and why does it have a different symbol i yeah. have to explain to you it was final fantasy 8 yeah you did yeah you did <laughs> 
uh, Forza Horizon 4, Haven, which we talked about when we... Uh, I mean, that's the one game I had played on the Xbox when we did the last game. Uh, Flight Simulator is uh, pre-installed as much as it can be. Near Automata, which I, I started... I, I, I must have put 20 minutes in and then uh, had to do something else. I got taken away from it. Obs- uh, observation, uh, Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds... Sea of Thieves, Streets of Rage 4, We Happy Few, uh, World War Z, which we've had a friend play and recommend it. So I think we've both yep. downloaded it and not gone on it yet. And uh, Ukulele, uh, the one you've just mentioned. Yes. Have you actually played it yet? No. No, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell. Ian plays a game on the Xbox, says this is quite good. I download it to have a go at and then haven't got around to playing any of them yet. That's what you can tell from this list. The ones I have played, I've played Daisy Line Isolation, I've played uh, Horizon, Haven, I started Near Automata, I, I did about 20 minutes on Observation as well, but didn't get very far. See if I've played a bit. Streets of Rage, I started, and We Happy Few, I put a couple of hours into. I, I quite like that. Hmm. That was um, a bit trippy, but that was quite fun. So that's the one kind of set in a, an alternate 1960s Britain, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I believe it was a Kickstarter game originally. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, a little trippy. Um, you, you basically you're made to take drugs to keep you happy and not really caring about the world, and your character decides to not take his drugs anymore <laughs> and escape the world that he's living in. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I I can't describe it very well because it was about six months ago I played <laughs> it, and I can't. Yeah. <laughs> So, a little bit of an easier question for you. What have you been playing on PlayStation in the last six months? PlayStation? Uh, Sit back, folks. This is going to be a lengthy one. (laughs) Well, I say this. We are an hour into this podcast. Well, the best part of an hour by the time it's been edited. Do you want to take a break, and then we can make this a two-part podcast? We can do. So, hold on to your hats, folks. Go get a coffee. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with a second podcast very shortly. Yeah, we're we're saying this as though you're listening to us live. Uh, you're not. Yeah. So basically, but, but, fi- but, 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 by all means, finish off this podcast and just load up the next one whenever you feel like. Yeah. Really. But literally, finish this one. Go make yourself a cup of tea or get a drink, and then come back and listen to the second part where we'll talk about the PlayStation games we've played over the last six months. <laughs> 